you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. Happy birthday to me. Well, the happy other birthday. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some of you are staring at your radio right now and you're thinking to yourself, Wow, that old geezer has finally completely lost his cookies. What the heck does other birthday mean anyway? Well, today is my other birthday. And yes, it is actually today. Not just earlier this week or tomorrow or the next day or something like that. Today is my real live other birthday. Now, my original birthday isn't until October. But you know, in some ways, this birthday is more important than the one when my mother gave birth to me back in 1948. For one thing, I've only been celebrating my other birthday 23 years as of today. But my original birthday in October will be 73 years. So that's one thing that distinguishes the two birthdays from one another. And like I said, I'm sure some of you think I'm Looney Tune Loopy about this other birthday stuff. But at the same time, I'm sure there are several of you listening to me right now who know exactly what I'm referring to. And I can assure all of you that my other birthday is very real. It's a very meaningful celebration in my life and in my family. In fact, if I weren't celebrating my 23rd other birthday today, I wouldn't even be here today. As in, I wouldn't be alive today. Yeah, okay, so I guess it's time I quit beating around the bush and just explain what the heck I'm talking about, right? After all, if you've listened to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show for any amount of time at all, you've heard me refer to my other birthday on at least a couple of different occasions. And I even talked about it a few times back in my days as Irv Harrigan on the Hudson and Harrigan Show, too. And again, I know there are quite a few of you who have a pretty good idea of what this is about already. But for the rest of you, let me tell you a story. I've never been shy about alluding to the fact that I'm a Baptist. As a matter of fact, I've often said that I'm a prenatal Baptist, meaning my parents were Baptists and we went to church every time the doors were open. That's why I say I was a prenatal Baptist, because my mother carried me to church in her womb long before I drew my first breath in the delivery room at Harris Hospital in Fort Worth. So I'm a prenatal Baptist. I accepted Christ at the age of eight. I've never belonged to any church or denomination other than Baptist my entire life. I grew up in a home where going to Baptist church was not optional. It was just part of my life on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Heck, just about any other time something significant was happening at church. My maternal grandmother was a founding member of the church where I spent thousands of hours for the first 12 years of my life, College Avenue Baptist Church on the near south side of Fort Worth. It was not an especially big church, and most of its membership was, well, to be honest, my grandmother's age. So when I became a teenager, my parents decided we needed a church home where I could benefit from a more vibrant youth program, you know, <laughs> to help shepherd me through those difficult adolescent years. Heck, College Avenue Baptist didn't even have a youth minister on staff. So we moved our church letter to University Baptist in Fort Worth, which was located right across the street from my eventual college destination, TCU. At least 20 or 30 kids in the University Baptist Youth Program were already my friends at school, so I fit right in from day one. And I loved it, too. Almost instantly, I was up to my eyeballs in the youth department, and I wound up being youth pastor during youth week at the church between my junior and senior years of high school. I even toyed with the idea of entering the ministry <laughs> until I realized that never had one young man been more uniquely unqualified to stand in the pulpit than me. Besides, I'd already determined that God was calling me to a career in broadcasting when I was 15, so I gave up on the idea of being a preacher pretty early on. 
My parents were equally involved in the church, and faith played a big role in our household. My mother was a Sunday school teacher and even served as the vice president of the Tarrant County Women's Missionary Union, the WMU, for a couple of years. My father was a deacon. He was a leader on the finance committee. Well, he was a banker, after all. That committee approved all the expenditures for the church programs, you know, from salaries to missions. We were blue-blood Baptists, true-blood Baptists, and most of the people we socialized with were like-minded folks. My mom and dad's best friends belonged to our church. My closest buddies were members of University Baptist's youth group. Heck, I didn't even date a girl outside of our youth group until I was a senior in high school. My lovely wife of 47 years, Cindy, is also a lifelong Baptist. Now, I go to this much trouble to explain my Baptist heritage because it plays a major role in my other birthday. (laughs) An ironic role, to be sure, but a major role nonetheless. Baptists are known for many things, like the priesthood of the believer and soul competence. Both of those things are what we call Baptist distinctives. But the single most distinctive thing for which Baptists are known is our unwritten and unofficial stand against the drinking of alcohol. And I say unwritten because there's absolutely nothing in the Baptist faith and message about being a teetotaler in order to join a Baptist church. And I say unofficial because most, and by that I mean more often than not, most Baptists do, in fact, drink alcohol. However, my parents bragged for years that when I was growing up, I never even saw alcohol in our home. There was no beer in the fridge, there was no wine in the closet, and there was certainly no liquor in the cabinet. The only alcohol in our home was either rubbing or denatured. (laughs) Now, that's not to say my mom and dad abstained from drinking alcohol. I just didn't see it with my own eyes as a child. That's why I spent every Friday night at my grandparents' home so my folks could go out and party with adult beverages once a week. And that's not to say I didn't dabble in the devil water either, because my friends from University Baptist's youth group would sneak a six-pack from the back door of the 7-Eleven on the weekend, and yes, I was right there with them, sipping suds with my buds. And that's how it all started. It ended at the age of 49, when I found myself at the bottom of a bottle, without a clue how to climb out. I won't bother you with the details of how I got there, but suffice to say, my family has a history of addictive behavior. My uncle died of an alcohol overdose when I was a teenager, and I inherited that gene. My father had suspected it for years, but my mother was just downright brokenhearted over it. Though she was eventually very proud of my recovery, because over time she came to realize that I was able to accomplish what my uncle had not, accept the gift of grace from God, sobriety. And so it was that I was reborn on June 19, 1998, 23 years ago today, my other birthday And I thank God for that gift that he gave me every day of my life, the life I would have otherwise lost a long time ago. I also thank God that my mother died, knowing that I had won that battle once and for all. My mother was a complicated woman. I've said this before. I had a conflicted relationship with her. But at the same time, she was a beautiful, smart, accomplished, and witty woman. She loved to laugh at my stupid jokes, and she was pretty good at telling jokes, too. She had a way with words. Obviously, I inherited that from her. One of her favorite phrases was one she would drop when she, or maybe someone around her, would show off a new invention or some contraption that she'd never seen or heard of before. She'd almost always say the same thing. Well, that's a right handy little gadget. (laughs) I can't even begin to remember how many times she said that over my lifetime. 
So that's the title for today's edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, a right handy little gadget. And you'll find out why in the next couple of segments. Oh, and before the monologue gets completely away from me, I wanted to say Happy Father's Day to those of us who are blessed to be called Dad. And Happy Other Birthday to me. Uh, Don't bother giving me a present. Because God has already given me one of the best gifts ever. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media, and my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. 
This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. Look out, first timer alert. Everybody please say hello to Emmanuel Martirez, who is an advertising executive and an inventor. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, Emmanuel. Well, it's great to be here, Randy. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. You and I are kindred spirits because we're both in the advertising game, right? Oh, yeah. Long time. Uh, the reason for Emmanuel's appearance on the show today is actually tied to one of his inventions, but we're going to get to that later on in the show. First of all, we always like to get to know our guests, to introduce our guests to our audience. So start out by telling us the basics. Where were you born? Where were you reared? Where did you go to school? That kind of thing. Sure. Well, I was born in Chicago, Illinois, but uh, didn't stay there for too long. By the time we were two, we had moved to the uh, St. Louis area, St. Louis, Missouri, where uh, I was raised. Uh, had a pretty typical childhood existence. Uh, you know, went to high school and uh, then went on to the University of Missouri, Columbia, where I uh, majored in broadcast journalism, actually. Uh, so I uh, wanted to be one of you guys, just like <laughs> you, Randy. <laughs> so what is your day job? What is the job that allows you to dabble in being an inventor? Well, uh, I'm a creative director at an advertising agency here in St. Louis, and that is seemingly not really connected with the inventing side of of, of uh, my background, but uh, it it does allow me to make a living by being creative all day. And, you know, when you're a creative individual, you just don't turn it on and turn it off when you clock out. You know, you're always thinking, always thinking, and I'm solving uh, creative problems from our clients all day long, and then I get home and you know, I just can't stop thinking about creative solutions. And uh, that's pretty much where I uh, came up with our, our current product right now that I want to talk to you guys about today. So what are some of your more notable accounts in the advertising game? Sure. Uh, well, uh, the agency that uh, I work for, we specialize in a lot of in-store advertising uh, for retailers like 7-Eleven, uh, we handle a lot of grocery accounts for brands like Oreo cookies and Ritz crackers. Oh, stop right there. Stop right there. If you have any free samples of Oreo cookies just laying around, <laughs> you can always forward them to us right here on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. <laughs> we will do a product review, strictly a professional thing, right? Right. <laughs> do we ever have samples? I'll tell you the cool thing, uh, about uh, what I do is like, like, take for instance, a product like. Oreo cookies. Uh, they will send us, you know, just so we know what's going on and we know what we're talking about and, you know, what kind of promotions uh, and in-store materials to write for their uh, upcoming products. We will get samples of upcoming products coming in. So all those new and exciting different Oreo cookie flavors and varieties that are coming out, we'll get them in before they they even have names or packaging for them and you know we'll, we'll get these uh mylar bags vacuum packed bags sealed with uh, some cookies in there just a little sleeve of cookies and and uh it, everyone in the office sort of elbows their way in to try to, to <laughs> test out the new thing so yeah i knew i i got into the wrong game here <laughs> <laughs> but i'll tell you uh one of the brands we handle is uh, actually sour patch kids oh and uh uh, this summer, they've come out with a mystery flavor Sour Patch Kid. Uh, and, you know, if, if you guess the mystery flavor, you're entered to win a $50,000 prize. And I'll tell you, I've tried that flavor again and again and upside down and right side up. And I can't tell what the flavor is. It's still a mystery <laughs> to me. So, But it's all just professional. It's just within the context of your job, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Eating candy and cookies, please. You know, that's just. Well, let's talk about your family for a minute because you have a fascinating backstory. Tell us about your parents, where they came from. Uh, well, my parents both came from the Philippines. Uh, so I'm first generation American born uh, of immigrant parents. And uh, yeah, they raised me to, to really value our culture and our foods and, and uh, family. And, you know, it was a very rich upbringing. And so it's very interesting uh, being this kid uh, in the middle of uh, the heartland in the 70s and 80s, sort of coming of age, uh, then, you know, you can imagine I'm just, I'm surrounded by all kinds of people that aren't 
like me, you know? So uh, just being this, this lone Filipino kid, it was very interesting just sort of making uh, everything sort of reconciling my, you know, the, the foods that I'm eating at home with the foods that I would eat when I would, you know, spend the night at, 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 at my friends' houses. And I'd try these new and exotic dishes like hamburger helper. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, that was a revelation for me. And you, you, you laugh, you laugh, but it was this exotic delicacy. It's like, what is this? <laughs> Cheeseburger macaroni. I must tell my mother about this. So what kind of dishes did your mother prepare that reflected your Filipino heritage? Well, you know, uh, I, oh my gosh, my mother was and continues to this day to be an amazing cook. Uh, so, you know, we grew up with all, you know, the traditional Filipino dishes from, you know, I mean, of course the standard uh, adobo, chicken and pork adobo are national dishes like pancit and uh, stews such as um, michado and uh, caldereta. I'll, I'll tell you, our home growing up smelled amazing. But I'll tell you, to my American friends that would come by, uh, you know, just entirely new and different smells to them. It's like, what is that? What is this? And it's like, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, you think Hamburger Helper is something. <laughs> but now you have a family of your own. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Uh, I have three children. Uh, and I have a 20-year-old daughter and 17-year-old twin boys. They, I'll tell you, they keep me busy. They keep me on my toes. And your boys have a compelling story of their own, don't they? Yeah, uh, uh, so I'll tell you, I, they're twin boys, uh, fraternal twins, and I'll tell you, they are, I'll tell you, you wouldn't be able to tell they're twins at all, because uh, one uh, is, you know, looks Caucasian like his mother, and the other one is darker complected, looks, looks Filipino like me, <laughs> and it's like they both came out. At the same time, and I'll tell you, it's a head scratcher. So they look nothing like each other, but they both have uh, rare genetic disorders. Each one a different one, so they don't share the same genetic disorder. They uh, they each have their own rare uh, uh, disorder. Uh, my son Alec, he has uh, what's known as Cruzan syndrome, uh, which involves a lot of facial cranial. Um, abnormalities and malformations. Um, because of that, he's deaf. And uh, I have another son, Evan, and uh, he has what's known as 19 minus or Alfie syndrome. Also, very rare, even more rare genetic disorder. And and with that comes you know global developmental uh, disabilities, along with uh, a lot of other medical challenges uh, that we've had to tackle throughout the years so raising the boys has you know has been a challenge but you know really one that my family just really bonds together and and handles well having three kids within three years of each other has got to be a daunting challenge for a parent especially when it comes to keeping up with all their food preferences so are you an at-home chef a uh, chef would really be stretching it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a guy who's fumbling in the kitchen, just trying to make it work. I got to feed all these mouths, you know. So, uh, so you know, I, you know, I, I aspire to be a much better cook. Uh, I've had great uh, influences uh, in my life and upbringing, my mother. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I would characterize pretty much everything that goes on in our kitchen as being very practical very down to earth, uh, but satisfying at the same time. So, you know, we're really looking at foods that are affordable and easy to make, uh, because I'll tell you, um, taking care of uh, my son, particularly my son, Evan, uh, requires a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, um, care. And, uh, so we really got to budget our time and make sure that, uh, you know, we have enough time devoted to his care. And so, that a lot of that leaves not that much time for for cooking so we try to keep things simple and satisfying for everybody this is where Emmanuel's skill as an inventor came into play and he decided to address an ongoing problem in his family's kitchen by designing and building a device that a lot of us are going to find useful he calls it the kitchen sticking tape dispenser and we want to talk about that in the next segment so hang out with us for a few more minutes okay Emmanuel 
Sure. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi friends, Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data SIM with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data SIMs. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today, 832-551-1000, or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a complete computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. Our guest today on the show is Emmanuel Matires. He's a creative director at a St. Louis advertising agency. He's a husband and father of three, and he's a home inventor. We appreciate you taking the time to introduce us to the kitchen stick and tape dispenser, Emmanuel. 
excited to do it, Randy. Emmanuel has three kids, and like a lot of us, he's been befuddled by trying to figure out how to keep all his family's leftovers well organized in the refrigerator. So that was kind of the inspiration for the kitchen stick and tape dispenser. Tell us how that happened, buddy. Yeah, it sure was. But I'll tell you, you know, uh, so I found that a lot of the meals that we were cooking, we would enjoy one night on the night that we make it. And then we would put it in the refrigerator where it would immediately get pushed off to some un, some forgotten corner of the refrigerator uh, to only be discovered weeks later when it's fuzzy and unidentifiable. And it possesses somehow the mold with which we could make penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Every cloud, silver lining. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh my. but, you know, as a, as a husband and father trying to watch the budget, you know, I just got sick and tired of every month, container after container, throwing this food out. That was really great, but we just forgot that we had made it or we find it, but we just can't remember when we made it and if it's still safe to eat. So I started using uh, tape to label and date the, the foods that I put in our refrigerator, and it was great. You know, I mean, I never had to guess what it is or when it was made, you know, every time you open the refrigerator door, there's a reminder of, ah, that's what that is. And, oh, I have, you know, just a couple more days. We should, we should eat that tonight. And uh, it was great. The labels stood out in the refrigerator. So we never forgot what we had in there. So it was great. And so the more uh, my family used tape to label stuff that was going into the refrigerator, we just had the tape and the pen sitting around and we found other uses for it. We started using the tape to seal chip bags. So, and it was great. We never had to dig through our, our drawers to find uh, the chip clips anymore. So we got rid of all of those bulky breakable chip clips that were junking up our drawers. And all of a sudden, wouldn't you know, we could find things again in their drawers, like the peeler that's buried underneath <laughs> everything uh, that you can never seem to find. So yeah. uh, we use the tape for labels on other things other than the food containers, like lunch boxes that would go to school, anything that we would send out into the world that we wanted to get back, like containers for potlucks, for school bake sales or fundraisers, you know, you just rip a piece of tape, label it, and you're good. And so we would keep this tape in, or I would try to keep this tape and Sharpie around in my kitchen drawer. But I'll tell you, being the father of kids who are fascinated by tape <laughs> and fascinated by markers, every time I would go to the junk drawer to find it, I would dig and look and wear it. And of course, who's got the tape? Yeah. And of course, the markers that I would find, they'd all be the dried up ones, you know, and the kids... Where'd you put the marker? I don't know. <laughs> so it was at that point I said, there's got to be a way to keep the tape and the marker together someplace instantly available yet up and out of the way. And uh, that's when I set out to create a dispenser that could be wall mounted, stuck on a refrigerator, stuck on a wall, stuck it on a cabinet or actually inside a cabinet door inside the pantry if you want to keep it out of view. And I'll tell you, I, I set out to, to design one and I taught myself how to do some very basic CAD design. I mean, so basic. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, how do I take this half circle and sort of stick it on this rectangle? And long story short, you know, I come up with this file of this very rudimentary prototype of this thing that I had in my mind. I, I had it 3D printed and I slapped it on a refrigerator and slapped a, a roll of painter's tape on there and a Sharpie and it hung and everything stood soundly and securely. And my wife promptly said, what is that thing? <laughs> and I had to explain it's the tape because we're always looking for the tape and now it's all right there. And you just grab the tape and rip it off. And there's your pen. It's right there. And she was a little cynical yeah. <laughs> to say the least, but Randy, I got to tell you, after a couple weeks of having it in the kitchen and using it, I had taken it down because I wanted to make some measurements on it, make some changes. And she came up to me and she's like, hey, 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 where's the tape thing? The tape thing. Where is the tape thing? <laughs> and it was then that I knew 
I think we got something here. Well, now let me ask you this. You say you attach it to the side of the refrigerator or to a wall or inside a cabinet door that you can hide it away so that it's not visible. But how do you attach it? Are you making holes in the wall? Uh, no, basically, you know, with, uh, with the kitchen stick and tape dispenser, uh, you get some damage-free mounting adhesive strips. So, you know, basically like those command strips where you, you can stick them anywhere and you just pull them right off and there's no damage, there's no residue left. Uh, and using those, you can stick it pretty much anywhere and uh, it'll hold securely and release cleanly with no damage whenever you'd like to take it off. Hence the name, the Kitchen Stickin' Tape Dispenser. Now, let me ask you this. It also works as a sealer, if it's like a plastic bag or a paper bag even. Is it as effective in the freezer as it is in the fridge? It is, actually. You know, now there's all kinds of... Uh, we recommend using uh, painter's tape uh, over masking tape. Uh, it seems to perform better. The, the level of adhesiveness is just about right. But, you know, like with everything... There's many different brands of tape out there that you can pick, and some have more adhesive and some have less adhesive. But by and large, most brands of tape will work great in the freezer. Uh, what you got to do is if your bag has any uh, condensation on it, uh, to use like a kitchen towel. You know, and sort of dab that condensation off. And when you use the tape, it'll stick just fine. A lot of people have given you testimonials on your website for the kitchen stick and tape dispenser. Some are even food industry professionals, like professional chefs, not just at-home chefs. Oh, yeah. So it could actually be used in a restaurant setting, right? Uh, yeah. And in fact, right now we've got uh, some, uh, there's a very popular restaurant here in the Webster Groves area of St. Louis. Um, known as Olive and Oak, and they have some units in their kitchen. They're using it in the bar area. They're also using it in uh, their kitchen area, and they love it. It's you know, I I, I wanted to to see if if uh, it could stand up to use. I definitely knew that it could stand up to use in the home, uh, but I wanted to uh, make sure that it could also be used in a professional kitchen, and it stands up incredibly well. Uh, they have nothing but the highest. Uh, praise for they they say it's it, it's been awesome for them and uh, now they never lose the tape they never lose the pen and that's a big problem in their kitchen up until that point um, there uh, there have been other uh, prominent you know, James Beard award winning um, cooking authors and uh, food journalists um, Michael Woolman he had uh, said it's the coolest new kitchen invention uh, and he's got one in his kitchen. Uh, and, and just loves using it. So, you know, from, from, the, from the most basic home cook like me uh, to James Beard award-winning uh, cooking, uh, home cooks and authors, uh, it, it works just great in everybody's kitchen. Obviously, the kitchen stick and tape dispenser is a valuable tool to help keep all our kitchens well-organized. So how much does this device cost? So the kitchen stick and tape dispenser comes with, it comes with a dispenser, a full roll of uh, painter's tape, a permanent marker, along with the damage-free uh, adhesive strips. It's all made in the United States. So everything is high quality and the performance is great. Uh, it, it, it all comes bundled together for $19.99. But uh, for your listeners, I created a discount code. So if they went to the website, uh, kitchenstickin.com, that's all one word, kitchenstickin, K-I-T-C-H-E-N-S-T-I-C-K-I-N, kitchenstickin.com, uh, and enter promo code OUTDOOR, uh, your listeners can get 10% off their purchase. And you told me before we came on the air that you'd extend that discount for our listeners through the 4th of July, and you even offer free shipping through Father's Day. Hey, Father's Day is tomorrow for crying out loud. <laughs> and what a great gift for Dad, huh? Yes. And use that promo code you should also, even if it's after Father's Day, be able to get free shipping. This has been Emmanuel Matires. He is the inventor of the Kitchen Stickin' Tape Dispenser. Thanks for your time, and let's talk again soon, okay? It was great talking with you, Randy. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. 
Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd's Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. Well, in my book, he's always been demand. He's my old radio partner on the h and Show, Fred Olson. How are you, man? Do what? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I saw a great Jim Bob bit. Oh? Potentially, I'm looking through the thing, and it said, unfortunately for the Girl Scouts, that so many tens of thousands of boxes of of Girl Scout cookies will will go unsold this year. So I think as Americans, Uh we need to step up. Yeah. Step out and buy all them cookies from them little girls. And if you don't want to eat them, 
Well, you can just send them to me, and yeah. I'll make sure they they get a nice home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people ask me all the time, Fred, do you miss being on the Hudson and Harrigan show? And I always say that what I miss is I miss working with you. Ah. And I miss meeting a lot of the cool celebrities that we used to have on the show. For instance, I miss Bill Engvall. You know, we <laughs> we met a lot of celebrities, but we didn't know them really all that well. But Bill Engvall was really a friend. Well, you know, after a performance, he would stick. He'd come in the next morning, and he would take one of our our production rooms with with mics and phone lines, and he would do other interviews with other stations. Oh come yeah, in, come in and talk with us for a while and. And one day I heard him giving out his phone number to a guy there, and I, I wrote it down. I thought, I'm going to prank him. I'm going to call him up. And I, I don't think I ever did, but I, I thought, I'm just going to call him up. You know, just, hey, you know, I've seen you last night. And I got your phone number, and I know where you live. And But you're funny. You're really funny. And, but I, I, don't think, I don't think I did that. That would have been really, you know. Nowadays, they would put you in jail. Well, I remember the first time he walked into the H&H studio, and I stuck out my hand and said, Hi, I'm Irv Harrigan. And he said, No, you're not. You're the mad duck, Randy Hames. And before I could even react, he turned around and looked at you and said, And you're the Maharishi Mahesh feeling my bony belly. And both of us were just slack-jawed. And I said, How did you know that? And he said, Oh, I grew up in Richardson. I used to listen to you guys on KNUS in Dallas when I was in high school. Oh, man. Oh. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. You never know the seeds you plant in life, especially on on the, on the radio. So yeah, it was such a wonderful time, and and I think about it quite a bit. I ran into a guy Jody Booth. You ever heard of Jody Booth? No. His daughter Lacey K. Booth uh, was like uh, not on America's Got Talent, but uh, American Idol, I believe, or one of those shows, and has signed a record contract. She's really really talented. So we're talking about radio, and 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 um, he, he used to listen to us, huh. and we're talking about you know growing up and how music has changed, and I and I. Uh, I said, man, I said, you know, when we were playing those songs, they were hits. And and you didn't always have time to listen to the song. We had to think of the, what's coming up next on the show. What's next? What's next? And, and a really a good morning show doesn't hear the music because you're really concerned with what you're going to do in the next 60 seconds or the next 20 minutes or what are you going to do? And, right. and I, I listened back to those songs like Haggard and John Conley. And I listened to them. I go, they're so good. Yep. And now it, it means more to me when I listen to really classic good country ago man i played that for years and look what a great song it was i never really listened to it well and th- we met a lot of those guys you know and got to know them and we weren't really friends with them but we got to know a lot of them no. but the people i remember are bill and ron white oh yeah and frank kellyendo <laughs> all those other comics that we got to know i remember ron white was in studio when he was before he was ron white right before he was big yeah and he was doing some some of his shtick that he was going to do in the comedy club. And when we took a commercial break, we all took our headphones off and he looked up at me and he said, Hey man, is this stuff funny? (laughs) And I went, well, yeah, Ron, we're laughing. It's funny. He went, I'd never know whether this stuff is funny or not. And it just showed how insecure comics are deep down inside. Well, remember he, he just started Mm -hmm. and he, I think he was like doing uh, some sort of uh, consulting in Fort Worth to, uh, youth or something. He'd do a youth camp or something like that. So, and I remember he said, thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for having me on. This is really great. And <laughs> that just shows you when they're starting out, it's thanks for having me on. And, yeah. And we can look at a lot of people like that, you know, even, uh, Taylor Swift, thanks for having me on. Yep. And, uh, Keith Urban and those people who, who've gone on to really have great careers and you realize how talented they are. Yeah. We, we were blessed to be able to do that kind of stuff. Some of my favorite people, Faith Hill. Oh Yeah. And Tim McGraw, when we we didn't have them in the studio, we'd have them on the phone occasionally, and they were so funny. Yeah, they were edgy, but they were funny. <laughs> but they were always hilarious. I looked forward to them a lot, and all the comedians. We had member uh, stand up Fridays. Oh yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco. We'd have some people on. You'd have to go. This is a family show. <laughs> Don't go there. Arnold, remember Ar- we had uh, Arnold. What's his first name? Uh, bah, 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 bah. Stang. <laughs> No, that, that's that's from a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, so I remember Arnold Stang. <laughs> but uh, I was just punking you, <laughs> Tom Arnold. We have Tom Arnold on. I'm going. Don't do that. We don't do that stuff here. So there were some you had to rein in, and uh, others who were just they could shift gears and just be funny. 
and um, and we're really pros at it too. And uh, one of the guys, who was it? Uh, oh, Iglesias. Hey, they call me. I'm not fat. I'm fluffy. <laughs> yeah, so that guy. Yeah, I don't remember his first name. But he's appearing in. I think in San Antonio. I said popped up. He's at the Tobin Center. I said I remember him now when he was just starting out. Yep. And uh, John Panette and uh, and all these guys. Gosh, Panette's gone now, and just. They'd come in and they'd just be the nicest people, and you're right. It's the kind of life they lived, and you go see them in the local comedy clubs because we were blessed to be able to kind of go to any comedy club we wanted to, and uh, and see them if we really if we had the time, and uh, just man, just to get up in front of a crowd and and do that, entertain people for 45 minutes to an hour with your shtick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember we had one guy on, and all he had in his life was 15 minutes. Can't remember his name. He only had 15 minutes of good stuff. And they took him out on the road, and he and, and he failed because all he had was a great fifteen minutes, but he didn't have a half an hour or forty five. You really had to have a repertoire of work to be able to do that. True with most anything. But. Well, David Letterman told a great story about Robin Williams when he died. Uh, apparently, uh, Letterman and Billy Crystal and a whole bunch of them that we're now very familiar with all worked in the same comedy club out in L.A. And he said. You know comics. They always sit on the back row and they study other comics. And he said, one night in walked this guy named Robin. None of us had ever heard of him before. So he was the first guy up because he was the new kid. And he absolutely slayed the room for 15, 20 minutes. And they literally had to pull him off the stage while he was still doing shtick. And so the next night, Letterman and Crystal and all the other guys are sitting on the back row waiting to see if he can do it again. And he said, Robin came out and did an entirely different 15 to 20 minutes. And he (laughs) slayed the room all over again. And again, they dragged him off the stage and he was still screaming more bits. And Letterman turned to Crystal and he said, we're screwed. I'm going back to Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, just a brilliant, brilliant comic genius. But unfortunately, where, where he ended up is choices in life and he ended up being the funniest guy in the world, but, but just inside, you know, we, you talk about the insecurity we have as performers sometimes and, and that just, wow, just ate him up. And it's just sad. It happens to a lot of candy. John candy was one, another one. Yep. And you just, Oh, and Belushi and all this. So anyway, so we, that's why you and I would keep it on, you know, life, life in perspective. God gave us a sense of humor. Jesus didn't come to take it away. All right. Yeah, I agree with that, buddy. And I think we made the most of that. Well, today's edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show is titled, That's a Right Handy Little Gadget. And we've been spotlighting a new kitchen gadget that we can all gain benefit from. I wanted to ask you, do you have any new handy little gadgets that you may have been playing around with in the kitchen? Um, if you're going to slice stuff, it's called a mandolin. I didn't know what that was. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, it's called a mandolin and just, just slice cucumbers or carrots and stuff. And it's going to be chop, chop, chop. You sling, 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 sling. One of those is pretty cool. What, what, can you describe what it looks like or how it works? Well, I think people listening who have ever been in the kitchen who aren't you and me will know what it is. <laughs> it's just, it's got a blade on it and, and, and you slide the, the, the cucumber horizontal ah. and um and it slices to whatever width you want them to go that's really cool wow and we started making pasta bev makes homemade pasta so we got a pasta thing we put on the KitchenAid deal and i hope we do that and that stuff's great homemade pasta is wonderful so that's kind of a cool gadget that's the latest thing we've really jumped into is homemade pasta well it's always a joy to share a laugh with you my brother i gotta go we'll talk next week you just keep on being demand Okay. Hi, just remember them poor little girl scouts <laughs> and all them sugar cookies stacked up in their closets. Please, America. You're moving me to tears, Jim Bob. It's only a couple of dollars and you will be so happy you helped. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. How's about cooking something up for me?